0: Right, hello from New York. Greetings from London. Mate, are you up for a bit of conflict, a bit of competitiveness? Absolutely. Because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about competitive conflict and what we mean by that is advertisers who find themselves in the same agency or same agency group uh, with with a competitive brand uh, and what they should be thinking about that and what they might want to do about that. what is going on in the conflict space?
1: Well, with 90% of the world's media spend going through kind of six holding groups, there's always gonna be a sense of, of kind of competition amongst, uh, amongst brands. But what agencies have successfully done in the past is they've spawned lots of different operations. Sometimes they call them conflict shops, so that allows mm-hmm. Uh, agencies within the same holding group to compete for brands within the same categories. Okay, now that's 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 good. That's healthy. Um, however, what we've recently noticed is that. Uh, holding groups are beginning to consolidate the networks that they have within them. You've got Maxis being merged with MEC. Last week, we talked about Spark being being merged with uh, 449. So there are fewer networks available within the holding groups, meaning that brands are being forced to work together or operate within the same networks, whereas previously there was a separation for them. Yeah. And, and that's been a—it's obviously a thing that we we talk about
0: a lot, particularly when we're negotiating contracts or running media pitches. Yeah, it's a consideration, right? that the agencies that are on the competitive on, on the participation list or competing in this agency? We have to do our diligence to make sure that they don't already have a a, a brand which is considered competitive to the to the brands that we're working with. Yeah. Uh, so it's always been a slightly philosophical approach. Uh, but because of that consolidation now more and more examples are happening we had MEC and, and Maxis if you remember like last year to create Wavemaker it's going to happen more and more and we've been advocating that agency the holding groups agencies actually do smash their brands together we're actually looking for more consolidation so it's just going to make this conflict question uh, yeah. more important to have a perspective on so what are the implications? well they're quite important I mean the, the There's two things, really. One is security, and the other is access. And so security really relates to information and data. And agencies have been quite good at, at at least telling a story around that stuff. And if you ask your agency about how they manage conflicts, the answers that you'll typically get is, something to do with firewalls. Mm. I don't really know exactly how that works technically, but firewalls, yeah. you know, security passes and access and all these kind of things and rights, and they'll put different teams on different floors, if that makes a difference, uh, or different buildings, sometimes under subsidiary agencies. Data security is more important than, than ever. It's something maybe 10 years ago we kind of talked about as this slightly arbitrary thing, which just meant you had a different share, you know, like a drive system perhaps on the, on the server. But now this is really important. It's not just actually storage of information, but uh, learnings that are coming from particularly automated buying on a particular client. The data generated from those campaigns, there's a lot of discussion about who actually owns that insight, whether that's owned by the agency. So therefore, could they then sell that on to a competitor or whether that's owned by the client because it's their money? That's a point of discussion. needs to be kind of very clear in the contract on data security particularly. And then in terms of access, uh, we talk about access to two really important things within the agency. One is talent and one is innovation. We've spoken a lot over the years about talent being... Sadly, an increasingly, or like really good talent, top talent, an increasingly scarce resource within agency groups. And uh, you want, obviously, the best talent on your particular business. If you're in an agency and you're in the same agency as a key competitor of yours, that's something that you need to fight for. You want to be a priority for, yeah. the, for that agency when it comes to the, getting the right talent on the business. You don't want to be losing the great talent to a competitor of yours because you might as well be in a different agency. And the third thing, yeah. and, and this is where you really feel it, I think, as a marketer, is access to innovation. And just, so to give you an example of that, and these are scenarios that we've come across over the years, and they're reasonably frequent that these happen. Uh, and, you know, we, we can look at partic- particular <laughs> agency examples, uh, but let's, let's just take a typical kind of holding company agency group uh, might have, let's say, three different car brands that they work with, which is perfectly co- common or CPG brands competing or, or pharmaceutical mm-hmm. brands. And let's just say that an external publisher or vendor, let's just say, use Facebook as an example. Facebook come up with a brilliant idea because that's what they're doing, or they're trying to innovate for categories. A brilliant idea that is going to be uh, to give competitive advantage, let's say in the automotive category, right? Let's just say they've been really working on something yeah. which is really powerful and they bring that to that agency group. The agency really have to decide then who gets to see it first, right? Is it car brand A, B, or C? Uh, And that's where you have to be very, very careful because the opportunities for innovations in media and marketing are rare. To get first mover advantage in things is important sometimes. Uh, and you want to be the first door that gets knocked on or the first client that gets called when that Absolutely. big agency of yours gets access to some really good innovation. So the access to talent, access to innovation has got to be such an important consideration uh, when you're thinking about how you deal with, with competitive conflict. Right so then what should marketers be thinking about?
1: Well. Conflict is a, is, a, is a philosophical discussion, but what marketers should be very clear on is where the deal breakers are. So what are the list of competitors that they consider to be red lines? Okay, that Under no circumstances would they be happy to work with? And make sure that those brands are detailed clearly within the contract. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is make sure that your contract protects you and your data from being shared with anybody else within that agency group, competitor or not. That's the the second thing. And the third thing, which is slightly less tangible but equally important, is make sure that you maintain your priority status within your agency ranking. And perhaps if your profile, your business profile doesn't naturally lean that way, if you're not the biggest spender or the sexiest brand, but you can compensate for that by exhibiting the right media behaviours so that you can rise up the rankings of priority status or ensure that you still maintain a high level of priority status by making sure that you're a good media client, that you exhibit the right behaviours of strong media clients. So I think those are the three things that that I would be doing if I was a, if I was a brand manager, trying to handle uh, you know the conflict issue. And
0: there's also this slightly peculiar scenario where you might have all of that stuff, right? You might have the policy, feel like a priority, doing all the right things, have declared who your competitive set is. And then the agency group, you find out the agency group, either directly or indirectly, are are looking at pitching or they've won a competitive piece of business for for you. And you have to react to that. That's kind of thrust upon you, um, that decision making.
1: How do you deal with how do you deal with that one? Well, it's an interesting one. Um, And I think one that many agencies kind of toy with. The first thing is that if that competitor sits within your list of kind of deal breakers within your contract, then your agency should not be competing for that piece of business within the the, the holding group. If they are competing for brands within your competitive sector, then it shouldn't come as a surprise to you when they win it, right? So they should be communicating that they're part of that process early on. That's just part of a a good, positive relationship. Um, On condition that they've done all of that and then they've been successful winning this other brand, then you have to get reassurance from the agency that perhaps you still have that priority status within their rankings. And if you don't, if you don't feel confident that you are still, you know, that door that they will knock on when that piece of innovation comes through, then you perhaps need to relook at at that particular relationship.
0: Right, so the media snack bottom line on competitive conflict, number one, it's a sensitive issue because there's actually more consolidation now going on within media agencies and we expect more to come. Number two, have a really clear policy on this. So check the contracts, see what your policies are, upgrade those, and make them as clear as possible. And then number three, really aspire to be the priority client for your agency in your category. And that means being reassured on access and data security and access to the best talent and the best innovation.
1: Right, mate, good week four. You're going to have to excuse just a small moment of self-indulgence, but it's been a very, very good week for IDComs. So uh, campaign magazine, a uh, uh, well-known trade title, has ranked IDComs as the best, the best place to work uh, from all kind of marketing, advertising, communications companies. Um, uh, based on uh, employee surveys and interviews, uh, and we are ranked at number one. So uh, I know you are as well, Tom, but we're both incredibly proud of that accolade. And uh, so just for one week only, it has been a very good week for IDCOMS. Um, very good. Uh, very good. So, Tom, bad week.
0: Bad week. Uh, I'm going I'm to rant about conference stages again, unfortunately. Okay. Um, th- to yesterday, ad- Advertising Week, again, in Europe, again, uh, I think we might have reached peak, non- peak nonsense. We've reached <laughs> peak nonsense when it comes to conferences. So yesterday, uh, and I, I wasn't there, right? I'm just seeing kind of photos and people very sincerely kind of talking about this on Twitter. It's like it's a meaningful contribution to the industry, uh, but one particular I I wouldn't even call it a panel, it seemed like a kind of circus caught my eye, (laughs) was a panel organized by Zaxis, Group M's uh, Zaxis, about uh, transparency in advertising, tackling fraud, all those kind of things. Uh, All good stuff, right? These are things that we need to talk about. But for some reason they decided to get a stand-up comedian, which is okay, but a stand-up comedian, Jimmy Carr, who's very funny, but quite acerbic and cynical uh, was also a couple of years ago hauled across the front pages of the national newspapers for tax evasion um, so maybe not the most credible person to talk about fraud and tech tax and things like that maybe mm-hmm. and they designed this this panel uh, as a, some kind of bingo related game show thing and I think unfortunately like dragged some of their clients into this what I think was may have been a, a mildly humiliating kind of scenario. <laughs> it just doesn't play out well. I just think as an industry, we can just do better. It just feels like a waste of an opportunity of attention. It's turning serious platforms with serious opportunities into entertainment, which is okay if that's the business model, but I just think we're wasting the opportunity to tackle some really big things. Uh, and it was it, it kind of was saddening to see this turn into a bit of a circus. So uh, not great advertising week, sorry. Good rant. Okay, question of the week. Is competitive conflict more of a concern for brands these days? Yes, no, whatever. Excellent. So um, if you want to find out more about why ID.coms is the best place to work in the industry, please go to ID.coms.com. We've got lots of information there that we're very proud of. Uh, But that's your media snack for this week. Thank you very much for watching.
1: See you next time.